Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lean back and rock. A highlighter? Yeah. Katie is a human highlighter. Mm-hmm. <sighs> we in three, two, one. Hey, Macarena. No, it's make it clap. I know. I have so much to talk about. Okay. First and foremost, I want to send my condolences out to Christoph and his family. Their dog, Barry, just passed away. Oh. I'm so sorry. And this wasn't the one that had been sick and was lame and then was fine. And this, he just, he went to bed and then when they went to get him, feed him, he was not there. Sorry about that. It's very sad. I'm yeah. so sorry. Condolences. That's a, you know, family member. Mm-hmm. So he's having a really hard time. Extra love and hugs to Christoph. Oh. Um, and... I have been having my own hard time. We live on the sun. Yeah, they don't tell you that when you're moving to Texas. That you do think it's hot, but mm-hmm. when you get here, you find out it's hot, and then it gets hotter. Hotter. Wait for it. Hotter. <laughs> well, it's kind of interesting because the first summer here, I think our highs were like, I don't know, 94. And we thought it was hot enough. And everybody was like, yeah, it's kind of a cooler summer for us. Usually we have at least a couple weeks of a heat wave. And I was like, oh, okay. But we had lived in LA. We've had heat waves. We also love Palm Springs. I'm like, whatever. Bring it on a couple weeks. No problem. False. It has been over 100 degrees for at least two months. Oh, easily. And it does. there's no break in sight. Every day I open the weather app. It's a sunshine. Me too. And... And 102, but today it was miraculously mm-hmm. 80 when I went outside at 7 in the morning. Well, it does cool down to like high 70s, low 80s. That's beautiful. And then that hockey stick curve mm-hmm. on the graph, right around noon, it jumps from 95 to well, 105 I today. took her for a, wor- a walk, a work. Jesus Christ, this is going to be a long one, you guys. I took her for a walk around 1.30 after a meeting. And it was 96. And that's the reason I was like, okay, I'll go with her quick because she's been stir crazy. And we had people in the back and we had our cleaning lady was so lovely. She was here today. So I was like, I'll get her, take her around the block real quick. And even that was hot. And then by the time I got back, so it was 96 when I left. This is a 10 minute walk, you guys. It was 98. And I was like, fuck this shit. And that's when Nick Lachey showed up and said, (laughs) I love you, girl. (laughs) It's too hot in Texas. Exactly, all that stuff. It's too hot for 98 degrees and uh-huh. when it went to 99. So it's very warm and we're fighting it how? Hibernation. Booze-filled popsicles. 
<laughs> Sean made some weeks ago, um, and now we're out of them. They're like super healthy, but mm -hmm. uh, basically you take, well, we have the, the pop, uh, the popsicle insert. They're like super healthy boost for the popsicle. Super healthy adjacent mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because this is, you know, everything in moderation, right? Yeah. So what is it? Uh, I think uh, eight cups of, no, just kidding. Um, no, but it half was, a cup of rum. I don't know how, I don't, you made it. So it's coconut milk, raspberries, and rum, I think, right? Yeah. And you just puree frozen raspberries. And I had gotten, this was probably during COVID because we went through these phases as, you know, people are making sourdough bread and someone had said like, I'm making popsicles and they showed regular ones and they showed ones with alcohol. And I was like, let's try this. And we've had a few failed attempts where this never froze fully because too many berries, too much alcohol. There's all these ratios of things. And then I've made some without alcohol. Some turned, some were good. Some just didn't really. Eh. Yeah. You have to keep the alcohol to a minimum. Otherwise mm -hmm. it doesn't congeal properly. Right. Yes. And you can't put too much fruit. That's not like pureed because then it won't freeze together. Cause it's like an object. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. The foreign things object in your break popsicle. Off. Yeah. It doesn't really. Like, Ooh, what's this Cause like I picked there? one up that had no alcohol and all the blueberries like had sunk. And so they just stayed in the bottom. And I but was like, this one, mm -hmm. the secret was the coconut cream because it just made this puree of Delicioso. beautiful, creamy popsicle. Really, mm -hmm. I was, not to pat myself on the back, but you can do it if you want. Just give me a little, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you are looking for a little summer treat to beat the heat, I recommend making some popsicles. I just have to be in the mood for them. And I honestly think that I get the warmest in like the middle of my day. And I don't really want an alcohol popsicle like two but we i think we should do half with half without or something and then oh yeah 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 ten out of this 10. was just because we were using up ingredients mm -hmm. where you yes. don't have to put alcohol in it by any means if you you know if you just want to do coconut cream and mm -hmm. your strawberry so strawberry coconut i highly cream. recommend the coconut cream you could do lime you could do anything yeah anything everything everything is better with coconut cream mm -hmm. true 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 this spot has been brought to you by coconut cream producers <laughs> of america oh my god i didn't even know i'm sure something like that exists so i follow this woman on tiktok who does like meals when you don't want to have a meal like you don't want to take the time to prepare it but you need to cook something for yourself and it's usually like one pot meals love it i'm always like oh i never thought of putting cauliflower with that mm. have i made them no have i saved them all you fucking betcha <laughs> anyway so she <laughs> recently made a blueberry upside down cake with like an almond cake you guys, it sounds fucking amazing. Did I save it? Yes. Have I made it? No. But it was sponsored by... High fructose corn syrup. The blueberry people. Uh, I forget the name, but something like the blueberry purveyors of America. And I was like, wholesome. wow. I didn't know that existed. And I didn't know that blueberries needed more... Representation? Yeah. Well, there's... So uh, eat your bloobs, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it says the... The organization representing mm -hmm. that's their logo or their slogan eat your bloobs babe bloobs when we went to washington dc this is just a recap we've probably already talked about this mm -hmm. we went to talk to lawmakers about mental health and oh, the YouTube. farmers and when we were going into one of the um the, the the senate buildings yes where they hold all the hearings by the way did you see Super there was cool. a an active shooter they thought on site yes. today so they terrifying rushed. people mm -hmm. from all the people who are there to like report were terrified because they didn't have anywhere to go because they don't work for like a congressperson right. or a they had nowhere member. to lock down mm -hmm. and so the, the police were running through with their guns drawn. yeah like up like, towards the roof geez. or something they're like it looked i think they said on our news it looked like it was like the fourth level fourth right. floor so that's something. the building that we went to 
Um, mm. When we went to, we talked to Cornyn, Cruz, uh, who's the woman from Washington State? I'm forgetting, my mom would know. Patty Boyd? Start, no, no, it starts with an M. Anyway. So we went into that building and when we were going through security, so you can walk in as a anyone off the street, you don't have to have permission to go in. You can wander around, have a cup of coffee. But because people have gotten crazy, you have to go through a metal detector now. Fair enough. I prefer that anyways. I don't Didn't wanna... we have to be picked up by someone? Didn't they have to show their badge? They were just coming us? to get us. Oh. But you can go in and, and wander around. Oh, okay. It's a beautiful building. If I hadn't been bleeding from my foot, I would have walked a lot more. Mm. I had bad shoes. Well, not bad shoes. Just... I bad shoes. It, yeah. I yeah. Sh well, and I, they were, I'd only worn them once before and they gave me no issues. But as anybody out there knows, when you don't wear socks or uh, any kind of thing under a shoe and you haven't worn it that much, you should at least put preventative measures in place, like band-aids where you don't really need them. And I didn't do that. And then by the time it was happening, I put a band-aid on and it was too. Yeah, you had a bucket of blood in your shoes. <laughs> I didn't, but a whole bunch of skin came off my foot. But as we were walking to that building uh, to go see these the, these people to talk about issues that we have mm -hmm. with social media, and um, as we walked through the the entrance, there was a bunch of uh, gentlemen and gentlewomen uh, with us about to go through the metal detector, and everyone's kind of bunched together and kind of excited, like, "Oh, I'm gonna go." talk about my things and do, do, like, do. Mm -hmm. oh i'm i'm from the broccoli growers oh i'm from corn i'm and they yeah, were it was all, all farmers it was all vegetable produce they were produce it was produce producers of america they were a part of something i don't know and they looked at us and, and i was like we're from youtube yeah <laughs> i represent the green beans we have a mental health channel <laughs> this is very awkward but they were there they had Rutabaga a big for life bro right and then the I... <laughs> turnips came up and whacked you in the face <laughs> Is there a competition? I watched Veggie Tales as a kid, so maybe there was some, you know, nice competition. Yeah. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <sighs> so, it's been hotter than Hades here. Oh, so much so that we can't even grow tomatoes. We have a tomato plant that won't pollinate because it's too hot. Anything over ninety-six degrees, I found out. Yeah, Sean learned. Like, uh, what's that band? Uh, ninety-eight degrees. Mm -hmm. They can't. Can't grow corn. They can't grow corn. Either. Nick Lachey, zero corn. Yeah. No, but <laughs> or zero tomatoes sorry the tomato plant's not producing it's beautiful it's big it has a ton I of flowers corn will produce i think it will i don't know you know i don't know well, if there are like limits on that like i didn't think there were limits although tomatoes are arguably the most finicky of things to try to grow pj said well they grow in italy why wouldn't they grow in texas i was like i think it's hotter here i think it is yeah but yeah. so italians report back the corn is now waist high. It mm -hmm. looks wonderful. Some of them are, I'm supposed to thin it out. Yeah, Sean's having a hard time letting go of some of his babies. I don't want to kill the corn. What if they, and then Sean Nichols sent me a photo of uh, Malachi from Children of the Corn. And I was like, <laughs> you're right. He could probably hide in there. I'm watering at night and an arm comes up, <laughs> grabs and pulls me you, in. Sean's already so startleable. You'd be like, just, see the poop in the yard? That's not from Roxy. Right? Was She'll it? sniff it. But no, I think the corn, because it, it has a growing season, it mm -hmm. takes quite a bit of time. By the time fall rolls around, when the ears are, it should be cooled down enough to produce. Should be ready. I'm hoping, because anything over 100, corn does not like that either. I heard 98 degrees. Does it just turn into to corn pop? <laughs> this spot has been brought to you by Nick Lachey and 98 degrees. <laughs> does it just turn into popcorn? Yeah, popcorn. Mm -hmm. I said corn pop because that time that Biden said he knew a gangster called corn pop. And I just think that's one of the funniest gaffes of all time. I don't think it was a gaffe. I think he, he oh, knew he, a guy named corn pop. Corn he was a, pop? He was a tough dude. That sounds tough. He was a bad dude. Corn pop. 
I'm like, come up with a better name, dude. I okay, so this is maybe not the position that everyone has, but I I enjoy Biden, and because he's been around for a long time, I've seen him in the news forever. Um, do I like everything he stands for? No, not necessarily. I think everybody should go. They're all over age and out of touch and barely hanging on. Well, I'm not an ageist, so it doesn't matter what age you are, but it's like, what's your competency competency level? But in order to prevent what has been happening, like, I don't even want to get into this, but like Mitch McConnell is clearly having what I think is a stroke or, or some a kind of yeah. something. And then what's her name? Feinstein. Yeah. Like not even knowing what was happening. They tried to make, both of both their teams tried to pretend nothing was happening. I was like, maybe it's the fact that they're like a hundred years old. There are plenty of hundred year old people, I'm sure, out there. Like Emperor Palpatine, you know, it's these people but, that got to get them out of politics. But I just think that just like any job, there are limitations. Like, I mean, for instance, doctors cannot. I, I want to say it's it's seventy or sixty something, maybe sixty five. Maybe they just hold to that. But you cannot operate or practice after a certain age because you're not as sharp you might have trauma you know there's just too many factors yet at least have tests right like regular tests because what we're seeing now is very interesting I, the but other why day don't just let people retire at normal ages like everybody else why are we people do let in them their retire 80s? but you're talking about forced um, retirement. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's like a limit than letting you know, mm. you're forcing well letting by saying you can't come back right <laughs> we're letting you go mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, they don't represent the vast majority of the population in general. This is not a left or right thing. This is just the people thing. Yeah. You have uh, older people on the left and right running running things. And that's fine because you have this wisdom or knowledge that's been accumulated throughout your career. Well, I get that aspect. be part of a board that, you know, gets to weigh in in some way or something. But you should But when there's be. moments of, like, there's no clarity in their eyes mm-hmm. and they trail off, much like OTDM, they trail we off. Yeah, huh? But I do love the memes that are coming out of these situations. I mean, Biden, sometimes he looks so sharp. He's on it and he's he's, he's maybe he's a little angry or he's he's firing back. Mm-hmm. And other times he like that one. It was two weeks ago. He stood up at the end of the interview and oh, yeah, he walked, walked off. off the set. But like he walked behind the per- it was it really was li- strange. It was weird. It was live. And you're like, no, you're just supposed to sit and be like yeah. they cut for commercial. So. But I, I'm I can't even vote here, so I just like to commentate you from should, the sidelines. I do, I'm sick of that excuse. Get your shit together. All right, I will. Hey, let's change gears. Okay. Let's not do politics. Okay, Katie, you drag me into the politics all the time. I hate politics. Yeah. I think they're all stupid. Like I said, get rid of them all. Let's start from a clean slate. Okay, fresh as a daisy. Right. They're all crooks, liars, and cheats. I don't trust any one of them. Sometimes it feels that way. But mm-hmm. there are honest ones out there too, you know. It's just uh... done with it. <laughs> Start fresh. Um, so that okay. So we're hotter than Hades. It, I've been missing LA. Mm-hmm. I have to put it out there. I'm. Uh, it's too hot, and I can't go outside, and I haven't found a place where I belong yet here. So I'm having a hard time. Mm. And Sean doesn't like to hear about it. No, I listen to it all the time. He does. All the time. I've said it for like maybe a week. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, I know LA is not safe and it's, you know, but my friends are there. It's just too expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, at I, the end of the day, I know I could get us a cardboard box. We could move into it and we couldn't buy anything. We'd have to rent again, which yeah. sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so there's that. But I think part of it's just because I feel like I'm stuck indoors and I hate being stuck indoors. Mm. I feel like I'm grounded and I didn't do anything wrong. Right. Whomp, whomp. And then finally, in the 1980s, where you'd go hang out at a shopping mall. 
you know, in oh the food God. court. They don't even have those anymore. Most of the shopping malls, even in Montreal, when we were with your sister, they're like empty. Like half of the stores aren't even there anymore. Hmm. Shopping malls are pretty much dead. Nobody wants to hang out at shopping malls. But I, maybe I was looking forward to being someone in my 70s going to the walk, shop mall and walking you, in the morning. Get your steps. Yeah. Well, you can be like the people where I grew up because we don't really have a mall. Sorry. But we do have a Walmart. They walk Walmart. Hmm. It's a quarter mile down and a quarter mile back. So that's how get, you beat the heat. Yeah. And that's how they get their steps. Well, rain or shine. It's more because Washington. It's not really so much about the heat as it is about the cold. Nice. Nice. So they cruise. That's how Montreal has an underground city, you know, for the most part. Yeah. We went to that with my mom and Larry that one year right yeah. after we got married. It's, underground city's a... A it's an stretch. underground mall. It's a shopping mall and like walking <laughs> pathways that lead you to one metro to the other to avoid being out in the terrible cold. Yeah. That's like uh, when I was in pharma, when I was a pharma sales rep for a few years, we went to, I was a Bristol Myers Squibb, BMS, and we went to their, for part of my training, to like New Jersey for, at their headquarters. And they had underground routes too, for the same reason, to avoid the, the winter cold and also, it's just an easier way to connect the buildings, I guess. Just like that Jack Nicholson movie, okay. The Shinning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I thought it was cool because in a lot of those underground things was where like your coffee shop was or the place you pick up a sandwich. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I would totally hang out in these tunnels. I do not like underground air unless it's a cave or something. Natural underground air is okay. But the man-made produced stuff with like subways and just the smell of. Sean has a tough time with subways. I love a subway. I like a clean subway. That doesn't exist. Montreal has some pretty decent ones. But it's that when smell. have you been on a subway in Montreal? All the time. The metro? It's been, what, 30 years? Yeah, but. 40 years? I mean, they've got a new one opening up, a new line, which is really exciting. <laughs> for, for who? Montrealers? Yeah, they're expanding the subway mm-hmm. system or the metro system. The metro. Yeah. Yeah, like, like the city bus. Unfortunately, we have some bad news. Um, I know. Paul Rubens passed away this week. And <laughs> I always did that funny. I can't. I can't. <laughs> uh, so he's better known as the character that he invented, Pee Wee Herman. And Pee Wee Herman for so I'm 48 years old. Mm-hmm. Pee Wee Herman for people of my age, he, it, it was so huge because he came out while I was in elementary school, so the early 80s. Mm-hmm. And here was this this dorky. Uh, goofy character. I didn't even know it was a person playing character. I thought Pee Wee Herman was Pee Wee Herman. Oh, everybody, every child did. When you're a star to a child, you are that star. You're not whoever played it. Do you know what I mean? Like Big Bird, if you're like, his name is Jerry Summers, and he comes out, you're like, no, the fuck he isn't. Where's Big Bird? Right. Kids want the character. Remember you had friends that did the Yabba Gabba? Oh, Yo Gabba Gabba. Yeah, I filmed that a couple of times. Yabba Gabba, I was close. Yo Gabba Penton. <laughs> but, and the, the, what's the, there's a band for kids. I don't even remember the name. Aquabats. Oh, okay. From Yo Gabba. I was thinking like, not, it's almost like the Muggles, but it's. The not, Wiggles? Wiggles. Oh, yeah. But like the Wiggles. Like when kids love you, you are that person. And you, he was you huge. can't break your character. And it was the this era where nerds were becoming somewhat cool. Mm-hmm. And Revenge of the Nerds had come out, the movie, like 1983 or something. And mm-hmm. I think he broke onto the scene around then but he had a tv show peewee's playhouse and it was magical i've got word of the day is come out of that robot's mouth 
It wasn't it? It was the yeah. word of the day, I think. And he had guests on, like Grace Jones one time. I remember her showing up. And, I don't know who that is, but sure. Oh, she was an actress. Uh-huh. Uh, I think she was a singer too. But anyways, um, it's it's. Sad. He was just an iconic person, larger than life. And then he had uh, Pee Wee's uh, Big Adventure. And man, I remember seeing that and absolutely just dying because it it, it was the evolution of his character, mm-hmm. uh, or at least for me like seeing it in long format it wasn't as campy although it was still very campy but it wasn't it wasn't the tv show it'd be funny if you watched it now because that's like i loved mary poppins and i like could watch it as a kid like over and over and over and over right. and then it like i don't know how old i was let's say like 17 and i was like i'm gonna watch mary poppins again and i was like don't do that to yourself kate it was horrible i hated it well Wee's playhouse you can still watch it it's on netflix or amazon one of the two mm-hmm. very funny but it's you know I, I watched maybe two episodes and I was like, oh, that's good. It was a good walk that's down memory lane. Yeah. because yeah, Well, you're not a kid. It's not like you wanted to keep. No, but his movie them. or his movies, I should say, mm-hmm. uh, they're so funny. They're outrageously funny. Some of his gags, you're like, this guy, he was so, so good with this character. And it took up until, um, so he passed away mm-hmm. and I saw something online of him talking about how he became Huey. Mm-hmm. And so he wanted to be a comedian. Uh, Wasn't that he, what he was, like a stand-up comedian yes. until Pee-wee hit? Well, he couldn't remember jokes. So he would write jokes, but oh. he couldn't remember his jokes. So he was terrible. And he'd get yeah. up there and he'd bomb. Yeah, because you have to remember what you're hitting, your yeah. points. And... Until he came up with the this <laughs> you know character. And it it went nuts. Like People loved it, more so than he thought it would happen. And it was like this rocket ship of, of success for it. Yeah. And, and anyways... Um, you know, time goes on, mm-hmm. like uh, Christopher Robbins forgets about Winnie the Pooh. But we saw him. This is a funny thing. So so this happened. It's sad he passed. He'd been battling cancer for like six or seven years or something like that. And I think probably 2019 no. before COVID. Um, I would say it was almost 10 years ago. Eight years no. ago? No, because mm. we lived in Santa. I don't know. We could look it up, but it would be... Uh, so there was a ballet that was commissioned mm-hmm. by the Sagerstrom Center for the Arts in conjunction with American Ballet Theater. Um, the Sagerstrom family was a client of mine. And as such, they they were heavy into the sponsorship of, of uh, said ballet. It was a 2017. brand... 2017. 2017, okay. A brand new ballet. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and the... I forget who who, who wrote it. Uh, but the the musical score and all this, oh. but the person who did the visual uh, arts for it, the the costume, the wardrobe, costume everything, design, the set design, all that stuff, is the artist Mark Ryden, mm-hmm. and yes, yeah, Ryden, and he's famous for. If you see, I'll put some up on the screen here. You'll recognize it right away. It's this pop art that was really. We've seen some. Was it in Australia? There was like small pieces of his stuff for mm-hmm. sale. Um, so anyway, we went to this ballet because they they premiered it. At this uh, Orange County Performing Arts Center, Sagerstrom Center, or Sagerstrom Center for the Arts. Anyway, so we went there, and Sean has worked with them over the years, and so we got free tickets. We brought Matt and or Matt Max and Brittany. Max no sleeves. Brittany mm-hmm. um, also Ali Spags. Oh yeah, she, she came was there. Too, I forgot. So we all went together. Great seats. I was really stoked. And right in front of us was Weird Al Yankovic. But I didn't know it was Weird Al because. All because he's right in front of uh, Katie to the right. And he of me. has great hair, beautiful hair, and that's what I first noticed. I was like this person. He turned is... because his daughter was with him, and that's when I was like, "Oh my god, that's Weird Al." And also, 
Mark Rubin. Pa- Paul so, Rubin. Or Paul Rubin, sorry. I'm really messing up names today. That's right. But Paul Rubens was like two people over from him. I think his wife was in, like there was some, I think Weird Al had his family with him and he was off to the side. And then when he passed, when Paul Rubens passed just this last week, Weird Al shared the photo from that night. Yeah. And I was like, wow. And I was like, that's wow, cool. that we were there. Later on after the ballet, we were across the street at the this function where, you know, they bring uh, the cast and, you know, um, everyone who's at the show who I guess is part of the inner circle or whatever yeah um, and there's you know Paul Rubens and I'm like I'd already seen Weird Al uh, in front of us but I hadn't really gotten close to to Paul and I, I looked and he wasn't very far away and I was like I gotta say something you know and I was like I just I really enjoy your work <laughs> he was like oh thanks a lot thanks a lot it's real. I was like no really you know you mean a lot mm-hmm. or meant a lot you know uh, growing up and that's all I said. And I was like, enjoy the evening. You know, you don't want to harass people. And No, but, but there is something about, and this is the funny thing, when you see somebody that was part of your childhood or part of uh, any part of your life, really, you want to let them know that you like what they do. I, not that I have anything compared to, you know, to him, but like when someone says something like that, it is impactful. Yeah. And so I don't think it's, if someone's ever an asshole, that's just because they're an asshole, you know? Yeah. And I'm, you know, if if you meet people in this this sort of setting what i've learned over the years is you just basically say hi yep and then you, you say le- what you say them. and then you you let them go yes. and if they want to continue talking they can but you know you don't want to corner somebody no uh, agreed agreed because you just want to make it be known yeah so nice to meet you if you want a photo ask for it quickly he meant so much when i was a kid and, and you should have gotten a photo because he would have said of course i well yeah in hindsight now i mean I got Photoshop. I'll just put myself in. I'll cross Weird Al out of the picture. <laughs> Give yourself the hair and <laughs> yourself in. No, but it, it, it meant a lot. And then, you know, time moves on and he's passed away. But I just wanted to read really quickly oh, okay. because he released a statement. And I thought, uh, what a poignant statement. And, you know, heartfelt. Mm-hmm. So this was released after he passed away. Uh, it reads, please accept my apology for not going public with what I've been facing. with what I've been facing for the last six years. I've always felt a huge amount of love and respect for my friends, fans, and supporters. I've loved you all so much and enjoyed making art for you. Paul Rubens. Mm -hmm. I thought, oh, you know, that that's, it was just very nice to to read. I don't know why. And I don't blame him for not sharing publicly what he's going through. I think there's this, I was just talking about this on an, in an interview. I don't Mm -hmm. think whatever it is that I was interviewed for has gone live yet. So I can't say what it is, but anyway, they were talking about uh, essentially like privacy and relationships and independence. And I was like, I think for some reason with the growth of social media and the internet as a whole, people have a sense of, or they've placed a sense of normalcy to the erosion of their privacy. And the fact that Paul Rubens was a public figure with Pee Wee Herman doesn't mean that Paul Rubens owes us his private right you know or that you know we should be giving up so many freedoms that we don't have the right to be independent and anonymous sometimes and to do what we want without people tracking our location or getting a hold of us all the time like we have this weird like tether to other people and i we were just talking about like summer camps and stuff and not that i grew up with cell phones but when we went to summer camp we didn't call we couldn't call our parents we didn't we'd have to use like a pay phone there or the phone they'd have to let us call in the first week we couldn't and i think there's something too like 
the allowance of space and for you to do things on your own and to not feel like you're always tethered to things like people and comments and responses and you know I know that I'm like getting off on a tangent but it's just a thing that I've been thinking about that like I don't know why we've let that get so far where it used to go that you if you want to get a hold of your friend you had to call their home and talk to their parent usually and ask for them to now where you're just like why didn't they text me back I texted them like 12 minutes ago should text me back mm. you know he doesn't owe us anything no I, I thought it was a nice statement at the mm -hmm. end and and yeah should be able to artists or public figures should be able to expect some sort of privacy like you know we, they don't owe us anything yeah but um yeah speaking of a lack of privacy yeah chrissy teigen and uh john legend had architectural digest i think it was yeah in their home mm -hmm. holy shit what a beautiful home i want a home like that it was well, like what dreams I'll, are made of. I'll start writing Grammy hits right away. Right. He makes like how many, like 28 million a year or something on average. I don't know. Something crazy. But their home is beautiful. If Like their children live in like what you, what me as a kid or what maybe you as a child also like dreamed of your home looking like. Mm. You guys, wild. Wild, I say. Wild. Um, <clears throat> so that's. Paul Rubin, that's mm -hmm. uh, John Legend living in a big mansion. Mm -hmm. What else is happening in the world? Oh, you can't use Edison light bulbs anymore soon. That's, Why? Uh, or incandescent light bulbs. What's that mean? Uh, you know, a filament that goes across, yeah. and the filament is... Uh, yeah, the little wire thing that breaks when it's, it, doubt, when yeah, it's dead. It, it glows, mm -hmm. right? Well, that's that's a, an Edison bulb. Okay. So they're, they're outlawed now. Everywhere? Yeah, America's ban on incandescent lights, bulbs. Uh, it's been 16 years in the making. It's finally reality. Well, mostly. Uh, a what? rule issued in 2007. 2000. 2000. It was rolled back by the Trump administration and updated last year by the Biden administration. It's a little back and forth there yeah. for environmental tug, causes. Tug, tug. Is it bad for the environment? Is that why? Um, yes. I don't know anything about light bulbs. It's not as efficient and with its use of electricity and therefore led mm. is they say the way to go well i have to be honest if everything is going to be electric then we need to figure out how to make our electricity go farther because mm. i mean i don't know about texas well actually i do i've lived in two states with very 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 poor infrastructure that have horrible power issues like texas we thought our apartment in Santa Monica was bad with like the power spikes and the brownouts and all that shit. It's fucking worse here. And LA as a whole, the whole, infra you're just like, one of these days is going to fall into the earth, collapse on itself. Yeah, the rolling brownouts are bad. So this is was a way of mitigating so, it. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, if you can't buy them, I guess the thing that I have noticed is I remember when LED light bulbs first came out, they mm -hmm. were so expensive. Yes. But now they're more reasonable. And that that's the only concern. Whenever they want to get rid of an old quote-unquote old technology i always worry about like well what if you can't afford that new technology right when you're like bulb, i just i'll just stay here in the deck like a dollar fifty for a 60 watt light bulb mm -hmm. back in the day and then they were, they were trying to charge you like 60 dollars <laughs> well i don't know maybe maybe i remember when one was nine dollars right. i was like and they're like no but it'll last you for 30 years i'm like i don't need a light bulb for 30 years also I'm broke. Yeah. I I came to the store thinking I'd buy a four pack for $4. How much for a flashlight? <laughs> How about matches? So yeah. a traditional incandescent bulb provides 15 lumens per watt. Mm -hmm. By contrast, most LED bulbs will get you 75 lumens per watt or more. Okay. So, so it's less wattage, less pull. That's it. So I'm fine with it. 
but yeah. as, you know since leds have come down in price that makes it more doable for everybody yeah so but that's that's the, that's the one thing i don't know if anybody else feels that way whenever they want to get rid of something sure i can be like okay environmentally it makes sense but if you're going to make you're going to outprice people like when they want to say that you i forget what year they're like you have to drive an electric car i'm like buddy like when we were broke we drove your old infinity until like she wouldn't drive no more yeah i mean it would have kept driving just it wasn't as reliable and you had he wouldn't even feel safe going to Mammoth on with it. And when you said that, you're like, well, I don't want to go up there because I don't feel safe with the car. I was like, that fucking car is not worth it anymore. <laughs> but if you can't afford it, you just stick it out. Yeah. And so when they say that, I'm like, well, then people and electric cars are expensive. You know, I'm like that. I get it. We can, you know, limit it and not produce any more gas cars if that's the goal. Yeah. But you can't force people to get something like to purchase a big expensive item like a vehicle. Right. Am I wrong? I think the goal is for you not to own a vehicle, but that's just neither here nor there. But rural people will always have to have a vehicle. What's the government going to come pick me up in some stinky ass bus? No, thank you. Hmm. Okay. Something else in the news, which mm -hmm. I thought was interesting. Um, she was the darling of, uh, I, I think over the last three years, she's been huge uh, hits and Taylor Swift. No, Oh. no, don't you dare malign Taylor Swift. I don't right know now. what you're talking about. You've given us zero information. I just saw an article come across on NBC News, okay. and it's not good. It's not good, people. What is this? What is it about? Former Lizzo dancers were okay. weight-shamed and pressured while at the strip club. So three former dancers are filing a suit against Lizzo. Oh, against her. For sexual harassment and for uh, weight-shaming. Weight-shaming how? Like she's telling them they're fat or skinny or I didn't what? read all the article. I don't know. I just read Are the headline. just reading articles? <laughs> It, Three of Lizzo's former dancers have accused the singer of sexual harassment and creating a hostile work environment in a lawsuit filed on Tuesday. Wow. They also allege that she pressured one of them to touch a nude performer in an Amsterdam club and subject, subjected the group to an excruciating audition after leveling false accusations that they were drinking on the job. Wow. The dancers also accused Lizzo, a performer known for embracing body positivity and celebrating her physique, yeah. of calling attention to one dancer's weight gain and later berating then firing that dancer after she recorded a meeting because of a health concern or condition wow if so, they have record and like actually i mean they filed the suit so there must have some kind of evidence she's built her whole yeah, reputation whole, on on body positivity. i mean she's also super talented but like that fucking sucks uh, it does like hmm. i mean but i mean if she did that to people then they deserve to yeah you know i, mean, I just i thought she was that. a nice person i don't know this is just allegations it's yeah. not like it's proven or anything but that's that's what it says happened. So. Well, if they don't have evidence, I don't, I'm, I'm making assumptions here. Mm -hmm. If they don't have evidence, I don't think that they would, any lawyer, I mean, maybe, but would want to bring it to a court to try to actually file mm -hmm. this complaint because they, they're they going to have to ask you for, so you can't just go filing things without any evidence. Yeah. So if they don't have that, then Lizzo could countersuit for slander. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so. So we'll be following this one closely. Mm -hmm. In other news, mm -hmm. and this goes back to Los Angeles, why one of the reasons why I don't want to live there um, at the moment, anyways. Maybe. It's dangerous. Nine men drug. robbed Gucci in Century City in latest brazen daytime attack on the brand. Yeah. So nine men went into the Gucci uh, store at Century City mm -hmm. and looted it. Like they, it's really not safe in cities. Be careful out there. Daylight. Well, even our neighbor went to Seattle recently. Um, Cause she grew up in San Francisco and so, and she's going back there and she was just excited to be back 
traveling for work and she was like yeah I was I think it was she was in a Nordstrom I it maybe it was somewhere else but I swear to god she said she was in a Nordstrom because her daughter had forgotten like her swimming suit or so you know they were just getting something because they forgot it and she watched someone rob the store and the people who worked there were like excuse me excuse me and they just walked in the middle of the day like this wasn't I mean Nordstrom closes like at the latest like nine they just walked out and she was like it was crazy and she's like and you did just like walk with purpose which our friend jail who lives in new york is like it's pretty sketch right now it reminds me of the 90s you just like tuck all your stuff into your jacket and your belongings and you just get where you got to get yeah while and watching cnn uh last week there's the reporter who went into its walgreens in san francisco downtown yeah. and she, while she's filming talking to the manager two people are walking out full of <laughs> like full of stuff and she's like, are they stealing right now? He's like, yeah, it happens all the time. That's what we've been saying. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand it. And I know I can, I can, here's a couple of thoughts I have. Number one, if you're stealing like milk and bread or whatever, because you're like, I'm starving and I can't get any, any food, I get it. If you're stealing like what my, our neighbor Karen saw, like jeans and she, just off the, not even like I picked a size, you guys. Like she said, they went like and took. What well, I think that they're being paid to go out and steal now, right? So bring well, the goods, whatever you steal, bring it here, and we're gonna fence it for you, or whatever the term. Well, they'll just sell it on eBay, right? Or something, or Poshmark, or real, real, or whatever. But just because you're poor doesn't mean that you're a thief, you know? And no, no, no. But I'm saying like there's a difference between like, and I'm not even condoning stealing to feed your family. That's like an ethical quagmire right but that i can i can there's a part of empathy in me where i'm like oh but that sucks and like then that means that we need more soup kitchens or we should donate more to our food bank like that gives you like some solutions mm -hmm. but when i see people stealing like what we saw in santa monica like going into the the apple store and stealing like a shit ton of computers yeah i'm like no you know you, just because you can break in and get it doesn't mean it's your like it's just so wrong on so many levels like the then then what that does is it ends up what's happening like in for an example be like in uh in seattle and in san francisco and i think in portland as well and maybe in la i don't know but like places like walgreens cvs they're like closing up their their stores which means people are gonna be out of work like think of like people who work there just like basic you and me like I'm, I just need a job and it pays like minimum wage. So those people are going to be hurt. The person who owns that building no longer is going to get rent. They're hurt. Their family's hurt. The people who can't act, can't order online, aren't mobile, have, have difficulty getting to another store. Cause it's like 10 miles away in LA. That might as well be another country. Like if there's an old person around the block that got their prescription there, like you just have to think of like the, the ramifications of just being a thief just to be a thief. Yeah. Like what about you know i don't know using there's tons of resources especially in la you know getting a job most things are remote even if your mobility is compromised you can do something remote anyway i have a real problem with it because then it also puts people at risk and the ones that are there they're supposed to like defend the store are just like minimum wage workers like karen's like i was almost scared for the people who were like excuse me she's like they were like at most she was 20 years old yeah so she's like oh i just it, it's difficult to see it's um, it's a bummer. It is. In positive news, mm -hmm. although some people I know we've been in the the dumps today, ah, and I'm not even feeling bad. No, I feel good. I just things that caught my attention. Mm -hmm. You brought something up um, to me, and then I saw an article in Wired magazine that showed up, and to me, it, 
I know a lot of people have issues with big pharma. I, right or wrong, I, I don't. I, this isn't about that. No. But something really interesting showed up on my radar this week, and I was like, "Wow, that is awesome!" If it works. Yes. The first pill for postpartum depression is almost here. That was the title of the article. So it looks like there is a drug that's made its way through the uh, approval process. It's not an emergency authorization. It's like they've... No, they've... it's taken like years and years because it was approved, I believe, and I haven't read that article, but from my understanding, it was approved for postpartum depression use, mm -hmm. but they're hoping to expand that into depression as a whole, whether adjunctively, like adding it onto your antidepressant or having it... Uh, on its own, like solo for major depressive disorder. Current treatments for depression after giving birth are either slow to work or hard to get. Mm -hmm. The FDA is considering a new tablet that relieves symptoms within days. Mm -hmm. To me, that's mind-blowing. Well, the the what they're alleging or what the research has proven thus far, again, waiting for FDA approval. Actually, by the time you hear this podcast, we will know whether or not it's been approved. So... Yeah, it's supposed the to way. approve. Uh, it's supposed to be approved August fifth mm -hmm. or by August fifth. So yep. yeah, today's the third. So yeah. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Wow, this is timely. So they, what their what their research is proving, and again, FDA has to look at it, make sure all the scientific method stuff and variations in age, and there's going to be a ton of shit they got to look at, make sure that it was done the way it's supposed to be done. Proves that in fourteen days. You take this medication once a day for 14 days, and then you don't need it anymore. And they find that over 80% of the people never have to take the medication again, that the symptoms have resolved. What? And the remaining 20% just needed another 14 days, about six to eight months after that initial treatment, which is fucking mind-blowing. Now, it has what it's supposed to have what is known as a, a different mechanism of action. When we talk about MOAs, we're really talking about the the mechanism within the medication that we understand it as to how it works in the brain, like what, uh, it, which type of receptors does it glom onto, uh, like, and I don't want to get too in the weeds because there's like A1, A2, like there's tons of different types of receptors. So which ones is it targeting? And then you, you know, you're looking like, which ones fight against it and how strong is its bond too because there's some medications even if another medication comes along it can't knock it off it's it owns that receptor so there's all these different things that we look at when it comes to psychotropic medication in particular but i'm sure medications in general now this one when we talk about ssris or snris we're talking about selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors right and that means that it's serotonin so we're looking usually, I want to say it's N1 and A3, I don't know, don't quote me on that, but there's certain receptor sites that they tend to focus on and that's what their like affinity is for. Now this is working with GABA receptors. We don't have a medication when it comes to the treatment of any mental illness yet that, tr that actually targets GABA receptors. There are, I want to say, there might be a couple like antipsychotic medications, which I hate that name, but it's really just the treatment of those of us with any psychotic features, or they can add that on to your antidepressant if you have depression that's not resolving, treatment-resistant depression. But anyways, the GABA receptors are really untapped, which could be cool because 
it could be extra effective. I know mm. I went on a tangent, but I think sometimes no, it's think helpful that's... to understand how things work and why they're talking about it with such excitement. It seems like they may have unlocked something mm-hmm. pretty powerful. Now, again, nothing is free, so you introduce... Yeah, what are the side effects? I, I personally don't like medication for for most things. Like I, I'm hesitant to take an aspirin because mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. You know, so... Yeah, we try to drink water first. We try to do things to make it better first before like fixing it with medicine. Yeah, and but, I don't think kids should be pumped up full of ADHD meds and this and that. You know, like there's a but, but it's neither here nor there. depression is is arguably one of what I would say it's a very dangerous form of depression. Not only because for the child, but yes, but the, the child and the mother. So you're talking like two lives. Not to mention just it's such a stressful time in a life. It's lovely. You bring a baby into the world. If you're wanting that, that's super exciting. But also exciting things can be stressful too, right? Financially, there's so much going on. And you're, as a woman, your body's like, whoa, like the hormone fluctuations. So about one in eight women in the United States Mm -hmm. experiences postpartum depression after giving birth, Mm -hmm. not before. Because that would be prepartum. Yes. Peripartum. Peripartum. I think it's peripartum. Uh, But they call it all peripartum now i think remember okay. i had to learn that for a video or something okay so the pill is called mm-hmm. zura no loan zura nolan yeah that just rolled off my tongue so easy <laughs> it never does zura just... no loan mm-hmm. um okay so it's taken over the course of 14 days mm-hmm. per what you said mm-hmm. it works to relieve depressive symptoms in as soon as three days mm-hmm. other medications do claim the atypical antipsychotics things like seroquel abilify Lunesta, or Lunesta. Um, oh, why am I blanking on that name? There's another one, but I'm forgetting. Um, like, But you only take it for 14 Christine. days. They do claim two days efficacy. You'll see, start seeing a reduction in symptoms within two days. But you have to continue to take that. Mm-hmm. That's like a lifetime ride, Forever. right? Mm-hmm. This is 14 days. Gets you out of the, whatever it is. I think that's, and it's amazing. It's the first pill specifically designed to treat postpartum depression. I hope that this brings people relief. Mm-hmm. I have talked with some women who I know, who yeah, have had have. these issues. Yep. It seems very common, and it seems like a horrible ride. And Well, yeah, and then something's depending on you. And then I think down the line as a therapist, I'm like, oh, and then that child, if their first year of life, if the mom just can't... Remember, we talked about this in the attachment workshop. Like, if your parent's not consistent with you mm-hmm. because they're dealing with their own shit, which is fair, right? But, like, that doesn't mean that that's healthy for us as the child. During pregnancy, the hormones estrogen and progesterone, progesterone. Mm-hmm. increase about tenfold. A few days after delivery, they plummet to pre-pregnancy levels. This sudden drop is thought to be a major contributing factor <laughs> to postpartum postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's considered a neurosteroid. Zuranolone. Oh, interesting. Is so, synthetic version of something else. So it's a neurosteroid. And That's it interesting. Acts on GABA receptors so in the brain. So it's not an SSRI, SNRI, or an MAOI. Like all of the other types of drugs or what uh they don't call them types category uh, classes other classes of medication and other categories we don't have anything like that so So, interesting yeah it acts (laughs) on the GABA receptors in the brain a major Mm -hmm. signaling pathway that helps regulate stress and mood GABA calms the nervous system down and people with major depressive and chronic stress have been found to have lower levels of this chemical blah 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 the article goes on i'll link it in the description i think it's fantastic if we have unlocked something new. Latuda was the other atypical. I couldn't think of that. That's oh. going to drive me crazy. That's why I said Lunesta. I was like, no. No. So that was a little positive. Should we, we get make, into letters? We should. Letters. 
Do you want the vowels or the consonants? Mm. I just want R S T L N E. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we have a letter from Amy. And it is okay. Let me oh, sorry. Sometimes it if I'm scrolling, it like swipes me into another one. My, is that phone hot? Your phone needs to be replaced. It's warm. Okay. So Amy wrote us a letter and it is entitled When Indio Freezes Over and the Trip from Hell. Mm-hmm. I'm already intrigued. It says apologies in advance for another novel in the place of a letter. Feel free to break this into two parts. I even labeled them for you. Part one is short ish by my standard part two not so much that's okay we're gonna read them all we're gonna go for it hello katie sean roxy and the rest of the population of otdm land happy summer i just finished another school year this year was a vast improvement over the absolute dumpster fire that was the 2021 2022 school year but once spring break slash state testing season hits something in the air changes hmm And everyone, staff and students alike, are pretty much done for the year. The last couple of months feel like they last forever. We were all 200% ready to go when the clock reached dismissal last time, dismissal time last Friday. Whoop, whoop. School's out. Fall. Summer. I know. I'm so jealous of kids having summer. We should have schools out. Summer's out. We just fucking do our own thing. I like it. Put that one. We on. don't really take much vacation during the regular year, just long weekends here and there, and then summer. Right. School's out. Okay. Part one, entitled "Why Indio." A million years ago, or maybe only two months. It just seems like a million years for reasons explained above. Sean was talking about attending the Power Trip Festival. Yes. In Indio. Dude, I don't care how much you like those bands. Indio is an a-hole <laughs> or is a hole. <laughs> how do I know? <laughs> it is a hole. Indio is like a dirt hole. I went there for... It's the worst place for a concert. It, it's the dustiest. <laughs> it's, a, it's a total hole. I went there for Stagecoach, what, two years, three years in a row, something. I don't know. Horrible. I've, I've had to do a lot of work out in that area mm-hmm. and... It's We're unbearable. laughing because we, f- we feel you. Like Texas is hot and oh. and moist, but India is just hot and dry. Like it's it's as if you're you're flying close to the sun, you know. And it feels like it sucks the life out of you. Like my contacts went before I got LASIK. I'd be like, <sighs> like they just want to shoot off my eyeballs. There's no coverage. Mm-mm. Like you have to hide underneath rocks like a lizard. <laughs> And wait till it cools down. It does. It's just that's when we were looking at like buying a home in Palm Springs. We decided. Obviously, we didn't move there. We decided that that would be better as like a we go visit it type of place because we're not desert people. I'm sorry, Bubba. She was on the charger cord and she did not like it. It got in her ear and tickled her. And so we're not desert folk. It takes a certain kind of person who I think can live in the desert. Okay, so we agree with you so far that Indio is a hole. How do I know? Because I grew up there. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. My siblings and I are all not so proud graduates of the oh so creatively named Indio High School. Mm-hmm. Indio is ugly, dirty, and hot, and it's practically in the middle of freaking nowhere. I will give you this though. Yep. 
there's something about that uncomfortableness mm -hmm. of that desert area that produces great music. It's true. The Coachella Valley, I mean, in general. Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah. And there is something, I mean, growing up there, whole different ballgame. That's like when Sean goes home with me to Washington, he's like, this place is beautiful. I'm like, try Drear for like eight months of the, out of the year and tell me how you feel. You know, it's different. Visiting's always different. But there is something we, I feel drawn. Like we're going to Palm Springs for uh, a wedding and my birthday and stuff. And like, I feel a call to me. The desert. Not Indio? Not Indio, but Palm Springs. Okay. Across the road. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's not that far. Yeah. I mean. 20 minutes? Yeah, 20, 25 minutes. Okay. In the middle of freaking nowhere. I've always wondered who found this place and decided it was a good place to stop and set up camp. I'm trying to imagine the thought process. Dirt, tumbleweeds, no water, <laughs> hotter than the devil's butthole. It's perfect. Maybe it was found in winter, and by the time summer hit, they just had, like, no way to leave? Any hoozle. My dad, who grew up in Las Vegas area, was also not a fan. Despite the fact that he was the one who chose to move there. Technically, he started in the neighboring cities of Palm Springs and Palm Desert before ending up in Indio. But then... He then moved us to Phoenix. He just did a desert jumper. And then to Las Vegas and then back to Indio. So he said after living in Indio for several years, when I die, I'm going to heaven because I've already lived in hell. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I get he, it though. Why didn't he pick someplace like Colorado or who knows? You know? But Oregon been to Oregon. We've just Southwesterner praises. Yeah. I guess. Likes bolo ties and uh what's that rock everyone wears? Oh, turquoise? Turquoise. Mm. He also described it as the armpit of the desert and the anus of the desert. And the hole California would go down if someone flushed it. <laughs> wow. Clearly, he has no love for the area. I remember the nights that were still over 90 degrees, um, hours after the sun went down, and my butt burning through my jean shorts when sitting on the sidewalk at 9 p.m. It is hot, you guys. I'm talking, it gets to like 120 out there. The hottest I think I'd ever seen was out in um, Lake Havasu, and I think oh. it was 118. Yeah. And I thought I was going to die. I mm -hmm. was like, this <laughs> this is nuts. And there, there's two types of people in, in Southern California specifically. There's the desert folk, mm -hmm. and then there's the coastal folk. I know there's mountain folk and this and that, but like, just play along with me for a second. Mm -hmm. The coastal folk are like, hey, blah, blah, blah. They're all relaxed. And then there's, as soon as you go, yeah, 10 miles inland, you start hitting the desert and then you go like an hour inland and those when people you're like bakersfield have, and shit you're like what i never want to pull over at the gas station yeah. i'm always like it's intimidating because you see these like it's sketchy and it's usually a man in like shorts with no shirt on looks like leather he's been out in the sun since like, 1982 yeah. but he's sketchy and he's scary it, it looks like clint eastwood but he's only like 29 you know what i mean yeah it is a little sketchy yeah. I don't want to malign the whole area, but. <laughs> no, but there's a difference. Sometimes desert folk are a little intimidating. I think in general, in states, we could easily say that there are the coastal people, which have like a very chill vibe. Some could say are too big of hippies. Like a lot of people, when I tell them that I lived in Santa Monica, they're like, oh, dirty hippies. And I was like, well, I don't want to live where you are either. So there's like judgment on both sides. But I think when you go inland, like even in the valley, Right? There's just a different culture. I feel like in LA in particular, or in California in particular, all the little buckets have very different cultures to them. And desert folk 
are one of the like I would love to hear more about this Amy because it's something that I don't understand fully because I swear to God Sean will be driving on the 10 heading through your area like Indio and there's like a man walking on the side of the road I'm like where the fuck is he going you all you see is like dirt everywhere like you don't know when the next gas station is the hills have eyes you're like where did he come from number one I'm always scared number two (laughs) where is he going and it's a little hot so you know the whole thing's very questionable however it's very attractive because if you're in los angeles or orange county and you're you're younger mm-hmm. and someone says maybe even older maybe i'd still be up for this but someone's like hey you want to take a road trip to vegas you're like yes oh, i do of course you always go i'm in you know yeah you, but you just drive through to to vegas yeah through the desert area we're talking about same thing going to palm springs i'll shoot out there anytime someone says you want to go oh 100 it's an adventure and Palm Springs is like two hours from LA or from Santa Monica in particular. And Vegas is like four. Yeah. So you're like, easy peasy. Of course I will. But sometimes the desert has, you know, there's some features. And there's some like. It's hard living And sometimes. there's all these old motels, motel with an M, that are like roadside, single story, and are abandoned. And those are some of the sketchiest places that you ever see. You're always like. I feel like that's where you go to get murdered. Like it's the sketchiest place. Honestly, you're like, well, let me just go faster. Like I don't even care if we need gas. Just keep going. We'll figure it out. This segment has been brought to you by Indio Tourism. <laughs> when you want to feel like you're living life on the edge. But I think the thing, the reason that they put bands and they put events there is just the space. It's almost like why they put Burning Man, where they put Burning Man. Well, sure, the close proximity to the Los Angeles Basin. You know, the, all and those people can drive out and deserts. You, you don't have to clear out a bunch of trees or brush or oh right there's right, nothing right. it's just dirt well they're polo grounds right mm-hmm. yeah so anyway okay. ralph loren riding around on a horse out there <laughs> we got we got a little distracted so remember burning through her jeans sitting on the curb after 9 p.m honestly i didn't really mind it when i lived there it was pretty much all i knew but when i went to college in hawaii and moved to Maui when I finished. Side note, during college when we were introducing ourselves at the start of one class, I stated that I was from purgatory. (laughs) Only one person caught the joke. Only one person knew about purgatory? After so many years away, summers were absolutely unbearable. You know all those things people say will happen when hell freezes over? You could just as accurately say when Indio freezes over. So, yeah. I I feel you. Growing up somewhere where it was very, very cold for many months of the year, Mm -hmm. I think I can relate to a desert person. You know, like I, I understand, I understand extreme weather having grown up in it. I guess. Yeah. You just, you acclimate. Cause even like when your sister talks about Montreal or your dad, I'm always like, how do you guys tolerate? It's like so cold for so long. And she's like, it's just uncomfortable. Like they always have like a, yeah, it sucks and it's uncomfortable, but it'll be over. You know? Yeah. You spend all your time indoors for the most part. It's like it's us, terrible out. It, but extremes are like that. Like right now we don't want to go outside cause it's 106. I'm going outside afterwards. Gonna shake my fist at the sky. Blast you, son. My God has forsaken me. She says, I know the concert's in October, but still, period. Mm. Indio, period. Ick, period. Seriously? <laughs> and Coachella? Don't even get me started. Yeah, let's, but it's Let's guns go to and one roses. of the hottest places on the earth in the dead of summer. Genius. I, I also will add in, which is not in this letter, but I roll, you know. Guns N' Roses, ACDC, Iron Maiden, the list goes on. I mean, you're never going to see all these people in one place again. And I don't disagree. If you want to go, I support that. I have a few recommendations for anybody wanting to make their desert debut. There's a couple of things. First, shit ton of water. 
Second, buy your do yourself a favor. Buy those bandanas that are filled with the stuff that's in baby diapers, not the doo-doo, the stuff that soaks up the doo-doo. That holds water. Put it in a bucket with ice and water. Put it around your neck. Keeps you cool. So you, you tape the, the, no, the, the bandana, baby diaper? No, the bandanas, they're rolled up. You buy them like this. We okay. had them when I played softball. They're like bandanas and inside them, they're little tubes that kind of go around your neck and they have a loose part oh. to tie. Or you can get those core coolers. Like a radiator for you, for the body. So it keeps you cool. Okay. Um, and then sunscreen. And you also need an N95 mask. And goggles. Mm -hmm. And the reason that you need an N95 mask and goggles, which I wonder if I have this photo. If I have it, I'll have Sean put it up. I might ask Allie to send it to me. But when you walk out of those places, you're walking out with thousands of people and the dust is unbearable you know you're like poisoning yourself you're like choking it in and so Allie and i after our first day at stagecoach went to the cvs or walgreens or something bought ourselves uh drywall masks mm. and goggles because the amount of gunk in our nose and our eye is just horrible so we wore that the next day and we were like we looked so dorky but that's why we have a photo of ourselves i hope i can find it it's so funny but anyway those are my recommendations and as the concert goes on, you're going to want a sweatshirt. So have one that's small that you can fit in your little backy pack. My knowledge is now your knowledge and I can forget it. Perfect. Okay. By the way, Sean, you mentioned Hercule Poirot. 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 Yeah. He is the primary detective in a lot of Agatha Christie novels. Mm -hmm. In case you were still wondering, your life is now complete. <laughs> LOL. I love it. Okay. Part a series of unfortunate events travel edition ah. i'm in you asked us for stories about our best and worst trips ever let me tell you about the trip when everything went wrong oh please do mm. we've had some of these too i'm excited to hear this my now ex-husband and i had recently moved to the mainland from maui and we're making a circular trip to visit family members one Christmas. My parents lived to the south of us, but we were planning to drive up north to visit my brother and his family, so we started in that direction. Now, we lived in an area with far too many freeways occupied by far too many butthole drivers. On our way out of our city while trying to merge from one nasty freeway onto an even nastier freeway, one said butthole driver tried to run us off the road. That's terrifying. I will tell you that the worst drivers are in Texas. I think we probably already shared this, but just the other day, I was waiting at a crossroad where a train goes by, you know, trains that kill you. And it wasn't a train that went through. It was like the little truck that like drives on the rail, I think just to check for stuff. the guy with the... That'd be awesome. That'd be totally worth it. George Clooney, what are you doing But this doing is just here? like a little truck. I know. He's like, I like, what is it? Dapper Dan. Anyway, or I think it was this. Anyway, so... This truck drives by, and then it, it's like, honestly, you guys, probably a total of maybe two minutes. I might be exaggerating a little bit, but it felt like a little bit long. You're like, this guy has already gone by. First, it took him a while to cross because he's a truck, and I assume it like triggered it, and then it took him a while to get to us. Off he goes, and then I'm like, okay, it's probably going to take that amount of time for it to show up. And that was about it. It's about how long it took. No train passed. It was just that truck. But right before the things went up... Like two cars back from me was a police officer and I think he thought it might have been broken. And he puts on his reflective vest and he's walking in between the cars, I think, to like start flagging people and getting stuff situated. He probably put a call in on his radio. As he's walking, 
right behind my car. He's almost making his way. He's like, I'm, I'm the first car in line, by the way. He is approaching my vehicle and the things start to go up. And so he's like, he puts his hands up and he walks back to his car because like everybody's going to start moving. But as those, the lights are going bling, 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 and they stop a car from across a highway, you guys, swerves in between the arms that are down to protect you from death just to go onto the other side of the road. Get fucking out of here. What's wrong with you? Who drives like that? It was a, it was like a Dodge Durango too. I'm like, hope there aren't kids in that car. Jesus fucking Christ. Anyway. And I told Sean immediately, I was like, you know, Texas drivers are crazy. I, I've modified my driving behavior to. Oh, I'm like a pussycat. I'm like slow. I, I'm like light, an old person. Yeah. When the light turns green, I, I don't go. No, I, wait. I wait. And inevitably someone shoom, comes whizzing through. Like It's fucking sketchy And shit, it's usually man. several seconds after it goes oh, red. Yeah. So now you have to just you be just aware. Oh, the light turned green. Huh? Yeah. Huh? If you see them slowing, you're like, okay. Yeah. I shall proceed. Oh my God, nutters. Okay. So, almost got run off the road, and we barely missed being smashed into a concrete K rail. Little did we realize that this was only the beginning of bad things to come. Dun dun. We stayed a couple of nights at my brother's. We had originally planned to leave early in the morning to start the next leg of our journey, but that didn't happen. Why? You might be wondering. Because in the middle of the night, I heard a loud thump in the bathroom. It was my husband who had decided passing out in the bathroom would be a great idea. Fortunately, one of the bathroom doors had a lock that was easy to open from the outside, and I was able to get in and make sure he was okay. That's the first lock that you learn to pick as a person. Oh, bathroom? Always. It's always with a big pen into the hole. Oh, mine was the nutcracker pick thing. Wait, I don't know this one. What are you talking about? To pick a lock? Yeah. So... My dad had this set. It looked like an open nutshell. Okay. It was just the base. And inside was like the nutcracker part, a pick. Oh, you're really picking a lock. No, this, I'm talking about like, you just take a, the, the ink tube out of a pen, so that hard plastic, and you put it through the bathroom door hole. That's what ours was too. But the pick, this worked better. I didn't have to take something apart. I just pulled it out and shoved it. Oh, uh, yeah. Because using that a pick and a tension and then like, Flicking oh, no, the not, tumblers? Not that. No, no, oh, no. okay. No, no key. Same as you. You used a big pen. I used a nut pick. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. The, the, the pick for when you crack a nut. Yeah, and then you scrape. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We both had our picking accoutrement. We never did figure out what happened. It could have been elevation, but that should have affected him sooner if it was that. But he wasn't sick either, so... Who knows? Blood had, sugar. It could have been anything. Um, I, I used to have low blood sugar as a kid, and I would just pass out. Um, yeah, I don't know. Pinched a blood vessel, nerve stood up too fast. I don't know. Maybe he was sitting down taking a poo and stood up <laughs> fell over. All the blood went back into my legs. Mm-hmm. Could have happened. That's when you know you've been on Instagram too long. <laughs> I know. Sean, I'll hear him in the bathroom, and I'll hear like music from the phone. I'm like, he'll be in there for a while. Okay. <laughs> we ended up leaving a few hours later. Then planned once we were certain he was okay, to drive. If you're wondering why I didn't just drive for him, there are two reasons for that. One, he liked being the driver. I don't know if it was a sexist thing or a control thing or it, it that's how it was always done kind of thing, but it was several years into our marriage before he ever let me help drive on one of our long trips. You're kidding. I'm always just grateful that Sean will drive. I don't really like driving. Mm. Anyway, reason number two, 
was that it was winter. And as I've mentioned, I grew up in the desert. He grew up in the snow. We were driving to a place with snow. So having him drive was still safer. That's, I have Sean when we go to Mammoth and it would snow. I let him drive because I grew up with a shit ton of rain. If it's like pouring down rain, I'm not stressed about it at all. You're honestly even more stressed in rain, I think, than I am. But in snow, Sean's like cool as a cucumber. Will you do a lot of side seat driving when it rains and I'm driving? I, I'm very particular about how close you are to a car. It's not even that. You got mad because you said I should have hit my brakes before we got onto this hill. How come you didn't turn your cruise control off faster? All sorts of stuff. No, I just don't drive in the rain with cruise control on. Anyways. <laughs> Sean's a side seat driver, as am I. So we made the long-ish drive east to visit his parents and siblings and their families. Our time there was uneventful. However, cops in his home state don't like drivers from my home state. Oh, interesting. And my ex was not an obedient driver. The 80 mile per hour speed limits weren't high enough for him. So on our way south to visit my grandfather before heading back home, we got pulled over. Excuse me. Twice. In about an hour. Wow. That's crazy. Yes, twice in an hour. I mean. Wow. I mean, he was speeding, first of all. Mm -hmm. But I remember when we first moved to Texas, we had our California plates. People like would cut us off and stuff, but we didn't get pulled over or anything. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, we weren't driving crazy either, but that's crazy. He, my ex said that the time between the stops was longer than that. And I can't really argue since I was sleeping through most of the drive, but regardless, it was in an unreasonably short time frame in which to be pulled over multiple times. We were fortunate that the second cop didn't give us an additional ticket. He said his computer wasn't working. I don't know if it really wasn't working or if he saw that we had just gotten a speeding ticket a short time before and took pity on us. A very remote possibility given the state rivalry. I didn't know there was such rivalry. Hmm. Either way, on future trips, X finally decided to have me do the driving in that state as long as the weather was good to avoid further speeding tickets. He couldn't just go slower? I mean, you could drive, that's fine. But what? Another bit of good fortune was that the tickets in that state were about a third of the cost of the tickets in my state. So... It could have been a lot worse. Nice. That's fair. Our last pit stop before home was Las Vegas. What happens in Vegas doesn't always stay in Vegas. It doesn't at all. There's a huge mall there that the ex wanted to go to. So after dropping our stuff at the hotel, we got back on the freeway to drive there. Traffic ahead of us came to a sudden stop. The car behind us, it did not. My ex saw him coming and made a comment about the possibility of us getting hit. A few seconds later, we had been rear-ended. That's the worst sound. Have you ever been in a car rear-ended? Mm, nope. I was in my high school parking lot in my mom's car. She was driving. I was, um, I was. I think I was of the age where I could have been driving. And I don't know if anybody else's high school was like this, but they had the biggest fucking speed bumps in the parking lot, essentially because kids are crazy. And there's also a ton of kids around and everybody's a new driver. So you have to go like... So you don't bottom your car out or scratch something or just wreck your car altogether. And my mom at the time had a Mercury Cougar, which is like this little sports car thing. And so we slowly go over it and boom, somebody hits us. It was my friend Tyler. He hits us in the rear and that thud, that and the feeling of your car being pushed without you allowing it to go. It's just such a scary feeling. I hated it. And I was like, what happened? Did we drop? Like, I felt like something dropped out of the car. Like our muffler fell off or something. My mom was like, no, we were in an accident. So he had to pay for that. Okay. So um, a few seconds later, we'd been rear-ended and we were in the next lane over. 
The driver behind us was so unalert that he also hit the car we had been behind. What? There was another accident at the same time that may or may not have been triggered by ours. We had to stop and wait for the highway patrol to come and do their investigation. It was freaking cold by desert rat standards. We had to force some poor 20-something kid from the other vehicle that got hit to take a spare jacket that my ex had because the kid was in shorts and a t-shirt. Perfectly fine when you're in a heated car, but less so when you're stuck outside on a cold December night. And Vegas can get cold. Oh, yeah, it snows. Uh, yeah, as opposed to popular belief. Um, I called my grandfather to let him know that we would be late to meet him for dinner and then had to convince the highway patrolman that we hadn't hit another car. The car we had been behind and the car that hit us and it had exchanged paint and we had no front end damage. Investigation 101 coppers, right? Like, take a look. After we made it home, I created a Shutterfly book about the experience from the car's point of view. It should be a bestseller. <laughs> we were fortunate enough that the damage didn't make our car undrivable. X got some black tape and rigged the back bumper up so it wouldn't cause any problems until we could get it fixed. Then we had dinner with my grandfather and went back to our hotel. There's one more fun event to our story today. I think it was that same night. My digestive system was decidedly unhappy oh, no. with something that I had eaten that day. You're like, could it get any worse? And your body's like, hold, hold my beer. Hold my underwear. All right. I think it was the breakfast smoothie I had before we left his parents' house. Anyway, my body was doing all it could to get rid of the contents of my stomach. It was not pleasant. Our hotel was near a Walmart, so we walked there. It was dark and getting late, but we needed stuff, and it was our best option. Until it wasn't. I started feeling pretty shaky. My body's revolt was quickly, quickly leading to dehydration, and I realized that I wasn't going to be able to remain standing much longer. I hate that feeling when, like, the darkness starts creeping in on the side, and you're like, don't you do it. And it's like, nah. First, um, oh, you have to understand two things here. First, I hate Walmart. I do too. It's like the grossest place. I mean, really, really, really hate Walmart. Sometimes we refer to it as Voldemort. I'm not a fan of Walmart either. It's just not a... I get its purpose. I mean, great prices, massive amount of selection. It feels like America in like a bucket, and I just don't enjoy that feeling. Like mass production, mass amounts of stuff, slashing prices, McDonald's is in there. You can get your eyes checked. You can fucking make a key. You can get your oil changed. It just feels too. I'm like, ha, 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 ha. you're not going to like my next uh, idea that I'm having then. It's <laughs> to set up an apartment complex inside of Walmart. No, I'm out. You know, like you come out of your apartment, you go downstairs, and you're in Walmart. Just hit under the cloak, of, was cloak of invisibility. Now, I don't like it that much. I it's much, much, much better in my brain, hmm. but I still don't need that. I don't. I no. I don't like it. I don't like the lights. What if it was, uh, what if they changed the name and it was Le Mert? No. No? No gracias. Okay. okay. Second, no matter the circumstances, I had never, ever used, eaten, or drank something without paying for it first. Oh, I, I do that. And then I just put the cap back on and let them drink. On this day, I actually had to sit on the floor of an aisle in a Las Vegas area Walmart drinking an as-yet-unpaid-for Gatorade because the alternative was face planning in a Walmart instead. It was a low point in my life. Mm. You did the best you could. You were resourceful. I would argue that maybe your ex should have gone to Walmart for you since you were so sick. You know? You lay on the bed in a cool area. He goes, gets the Gatorades. Okay. 
it was a low point. Okay, now one thing my ex was always really good about was making sure I was okay if I had obvious physical issues. He was worried. I was definitely not going to be able to walk back to her hotel, no matter how close it was. Once I sat and drank enough to stop the spinning, I had to convince him that I would not be kidnapped or die if he left me there to go back to the hotel to get our car. He finally agreed to let me wait in the McDonald's at the front of the store, but he wasn't happy about it. Neither was I, to be honest. I'm not a huge fan of Barfalicious McEDs either, so double whammy. And finally, our misadventures came to an end. I had never been so happy to be back in my own home. When school resumed the following month, my then sixth grade students asked about my winter break as they were as we were all catching up. When I shared the story, one of my boys said something to the effect of, lady, if you fly the way you drive, then I don't want to go anywhere with you. <laughs> it wasn't as much fun for me either, kid. Finally, the end. Amy. Oh, Amy, that sounds like a horrible trip. It's crazy. But the uh, the fact that you made it home mm-hmm. in one piece, didn't get whiplash, yep. you know, weren't kidnapped from McDonald's, I think... Uh, I think there's a silver lining there. I think, you know, well, it ended up you survived. Sometimes with things like that, you're like, it was shitty and bad, but I survived. And Mm -hmm. on to the next thing, you know, we've had some bad, not, not, does not rival your story, but like going to Montreal and me getting super, super sick and then us trying to get back and then you getting super, super sick. And in the meantime, my mom and Larry getting sick, it was just everybody was sick. That was really annoying and shitty. Um, but I don't think we've had any, like, none stand out. And I feel like if we had had an adventure that was like a misadventure, I think I'd remember. Hmm. We did have a poor, a couple of poor Airbnb choices in Mammoth. <laughs> yeah. Where the mattress was so bad. Sometimes people should not be on Airbnb. That's that's mm-hmm. all I have to say. But yes. neither here nor there. For the most part, we've we've had uh, pretty good trips, and uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to taking that more. That one time was like, boing, remember? Oh, yeah. It was horrible. <laughs> and we put the mattress on the floor, and it wasn't any better. No, it was bad. Mm-mm. It was bad. But we survived, alas. We survived. We survived. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. We are almost to July, so we're almost caught up. <laughs> we're like a month behind. We're usually a month behind in our letters. I it's, feel like that's it is. It's bees what it bees. Yeah. But what should we ask them for? Do you want them to write in with anything? I love travel stories, so keep those coming. Any of your favorite concerts? Where were they? Mm. Who was it? How was it? Tell us, tell us, tell us. But enjoy. Stay cool out there. Drink water. Put the little diaper thing on your neck. Don't be crazy. Don't get strange. Take care of yourselves. Stay cool, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.